Hey, it's Gina Stevens. Welcome to Belois Radio, where we bring you digital marketing tips, expert interviews, and industry news for community media, community radio, and independent media. Visit our website at belwamedia.com. Welcome to Belois Radio. My name is Gina Stevens. You are listening to part three of a three-part series on storytelling, telling the social justice and advocacy stories. This is a repurposed presentation that was done at Community Shares of Wisconsin here in Madison, Wisconsin. So we're going to go ahead and get started on part three. Encouraging consistent giving, motivating others to work toward a common goal requires clearly illustrating current and future challenges and what must happen to overcome those challenges. So number one, your storytelling strategy must involve projects that illustrate how donation dollars have already impacted the communities you serve. People who you are asking to give money, they want to know what have you done with the money they have already given you and how has this impacted the communities you serve. So that's number one. Number two, document and share stories that inspire others to share their stories. This community-driven content is often always relatable and inspires giving. Now, I'm a huge fan of community media, community radio, and that is huge on community-driven content. That is community-driven content. So I always encourage nonprofit agencies, advocacy groups, social justice organizations to tap in to community media in their area. So number two, document and share stories that inspire others to share their stories. And you can use community-driven content through your community media, community radio stations to do this. Develop, document, and share stories. That's number three, develop, document, and sh develop, document. I'm so excited, so I'm going to slow down just a little bit. Develop, document, and share stories that encourage others to give during social fundraising campaigns. So what are social fundraising campaigns? Anyone who's ever been on, on Twitter will see the hashtag GivingTuesday. That's what we call a social fundraising campaign. Now we like, we get all excited, kind of like what I am right now, because I get really excited about um, community media and community radio, which kind of got me started. But, you know, that's kind of how people are. We get excited about what we see other people doing and whatever it is that we're extremely passionate about. And what you'll see happening on Twitter is when we see a trending hashtag off to the left on Twitter, we click on that. We want to see what, why is that trending. We click on it, and we tend to get excited about what other people are getting excited about. And that Giving Tuesday hashtag will often trend on Tuesdays. And the more people who get involved, um, the higher that, that trend goes up on the left-hand side of Twitter. And so if you jump in on that, on that bandwagon and you start encouraging the people who follow you on Twitter to get involved on those, uh, in those social fundraising campaigns and you encourage them to give during those social fundraising campaigns to your organization or even other organizations, you'll see a peak 
in the amount of dollars you get during those fundraising campaigns. I encourage you to be strategic about it, though. I encourage you to sit down with your um, board members, your volunteers, your staff, and say, hey, let's come up with a strategy that we can use on these social fundraising campaign um, days. Let's come up with something that we can do, something fun maybe, that we can use on these social fundraising campaign days. Number four, remember, stories must educate people about significant problems and solutions your agency provides. It's one thing to come up with the stories and kind of want to, you know, tap into the heart and the emotions and pull on people's, you know, um, their, their, their heartstrings, pull on that. But what you must do is make sure that you make it clear what those significant problems are and the solutions that your agency is trying to provide. So don't forget that piece. Make sure that we understand what the problem is and how you're trying to address that problem. So don't miss that piece. And number five, note that stories must create a sense of urgency to act and provide specific, very specific ways people can help. So when you're creating those stories and they're tugging on people's hearts and you know, you're making sure that people know what the problem is and how you want to help, you then create that sense of urgency. Okay, so if you're thinking about getting involved in the social fundraising campaigns on Tuesdays, on Giving Tuesday, make sure people know what the problem is, how you want to help, and then create the sense of urgency. Okay, and that's going to help you um, encourage consistent giving. So now we're going to move on to talking about telling authentic stories. Authentic stories build true emotional connections between people, true authentic stories. And we're going to talk about how you can make those stories. Well, you can't even make a story authentic. Story is authentic, okay? So we're going to talk about authentic stories. Number one, do your homework. Number two, listen more, talk less. And I am going to talk a little bit more about these and just want to kind of run through them quickly because um, I don't want this podcast to get any longer than what it needs to be. So one, do your homework. Two, listen more, talk less. Three, let the protagonist slash subject of the story tell the story as often as possible. This is going to be key. Let your protagonist tell the story as often as possible. You don't tell the story any more than you need to. Let the subject of the story tell the story as often as possible. Four, take lots of pictures and videos. This is going to be very, very, very important. Take lots of pictures and videos as often as you can. And number five, always get final approval before you tell a story. Always. Always get final approval because the story is not yours. The story does not belong to you. The story belongs to the person who is the protagonist or the subject of the story. So number one, do your homework. Know what story you want your donors, volunteers, and key stakeholders to know. Know what that story is, okay? Number two, will you need a different story for each of those groups? So underdo your homework. Know your story. Know what story you want your donors, volunteers, and key stakeholders to know. And will you need a different story for each of these groups? That story may be different for major donors and volunteers and key stakeholders. Know which community members are ready to tell their story. Do you know which community members are ready? And those are the ones who are going to be the easiest to approach, and those are going to be the ones who are going to be, you know, the easiest to to convince to actually sit down and tell their stories. People who aren't quite ready, they're going to be 
people who you have to convince to tell the stories, and they're going to be the ones who, who feel pressured. So you never want to pressure people to tell their stories. The ones who are not right, ready to tell their stories, you're going to do all this work to convince people to tell their stories. You're going to sit down. You're going to get them to tell stories they're not ready to tell. You're going to do all this work. And then when it's time to publish that story, they're going to say, mm, nah, I kind of changed my mind. So you've done all this work for nothing. Never pressure people to tell stories they're not quite ready to tell. So number two, listen more, talk less. Listen more, talk less. When you approach community members and ask them to tell their story, always start with, can we talk? Don't say, can I interview you? Say, can we talk? Never ask to interview them because interviews are often intimidating and very impersonal. So you want to say, can we talk, not can I interview you? Number three, let the protagonist slash subject of the story tell their story, their own story. Let the subject of the story guide the story. Avoid asking questions that shape the story the way you want to tell it. So what I want you to do is I want you to sit down and, yes, come up with some questions that you, that you want to ask. So as the protagonist is telling the story, you'll have follow-up questions that you want to ask, and that way you won't forget to, you won't forget what you want to make sure gets um, pieces of the story to get told. So you'll want to, to have questions ready so that as the protagonist is telling the story, you have follow-up questions so that you make sure the full story is told. But you're not writing these questions down so that you guide the story, so that you tell the story the way you want the story to be told. There's a difference between knowing what story you want to be told and telling the story that you want, the way you want the story to be told. Allow the protagonist to tell the story their way. This strategy allows for a more authentic and emotional story to unfold. I like to think of it as the way um, therapists deal with us. They very much kind of sit back and let you talk, and then they just kind of ask probing questions versus questions that, you know, um, guide you in the directions they want your session to go in. So that's kind of the way I like to think of um, the way you let an authentic story unfold. Number four, take lots of pictures and videos. Always record videos and take lots of pictures with permission. Candid videos and photos can often tell a story on their own. Some of the most beautiful pictures, some of the funniest pictures, some of the most interesting pictures and videos are those that are not staged. They are always the most interesting videos and pictures. Store videos and pictures in a central location and schedule regular meetings for staff members to review these items so they can tell their own stories. Okay? So one of the things I always suggest is that when you're at events and things like that, when you're meeting with people who have used your services and you're kind of having these meetings, always ask, do you mind if we take pictures? Do you mind if we record videos? They say, yes, do that. Then you take those items and you, and you store them in your Dropbox or your Google Drive and make sure that staff members have access to them. Everyone has access to them. Schedule regular meetings to kind of sit down and pull up all those videos, and pull up all those pictures, and then talk about them. Because guess what you're gonna guess what you're gonna realize? Everybody in the room remembers something different about that day. Everybody in the room has a very different story about their interaction with that person, about what happened at that event. Stories are going to unfold about what happened. 
Okay, everyone's going to have a very different story. Everyone's going to be touched very differently by that person, by that, by that event. Then what you're going to do is you're going to record those meetings. Those are going to be stories in themselves. So I advise you to take lots of pictures and lots of videos. Number five, always get final approval before you publish a story. Never publish a story that was not approved. I have been interviewed many times for um, articles. And before I agree to be interviewed for an article, I always say I need to look at the article before it's published so that I can make sure I was not misquoted. And if and they have to agree to that, if that story gets published before they send it to me for approval, I will never interview with them again. I will not do that. They will never be allowed to email me again to, to ask me an interview with them again because the agreement was you need to send it to me for approval before you publish it. So never publish a story that wasn't approved. Always receive approval before publication. This allows people the chance to change their mind about publishing their story if they choose to. I will not allow, will not allow someone to publish a story about me that was not approved because I want to make sure it was the story that I gave you. So that's how I am. So I believe that everyone should have an opportunity to approve a story about themselves before it's published. Always remember that the story belongs to the storyteller. Now, some key takeaways from this three-part series, and then I'm going to wrap this up for you. Key takeaways. Good storytelling campaigns have clearly defined goals and measurable objectives. An effective storytelling, storytelling strategy inspires and engages people to contribute their skills and resources toward advancing your agency's cause. Motivating others toward to work toward a common goal requires clearly illustrating current and future challenges and what must happen to overcome those challenges. And authentic stories build true emotional connections between people. My name is Gina Stevens, and you've been listening to Belwar Radio. This was a three-part series on storytelling, telling the social justice and advocacy story. I would be more than happy to come to your organization to put on a presentation of some sort about storytelling or maybe tips to help nonprofits, advocacy groups, or, or social justice agencies. You can reach me at Gina at Belwar Media, or I can be reached directly at 608 Four six six five two three zero. That's my mobile number six zero eight four six six five two three zero. Thanks again.